Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jody Paul. Welcome to episode 144. We have been to Netflix to watch The Dive, and our movie from the vault is 1986's Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. How's it going, boys? 19 what? 1986. Okay, I thought you said 1968. No. No, everyone been been on a good old dive this weekend, you know? Yeah, been fucking diving. Fucking loaded with man flu, but never mind. Really in the Christmas mood, loving it. (laughs) That that is the Christmas mood, isn't it? Getting ill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm healthy. Touch wood. Right now, fucking healthy. I'm ready to have it. That's because you never leave that room. Lazy (laughs) bastard. (laughs) This is true. Oh, take a big whiff. (laughs) Right. You look COVID finished a couple of years ago, don't you? Stop the messing around. Say my word. Tell me what you've been watching. Stop your messing around. Mm. <laughs> um, what I've been watching. I only watched. Right. So I've got this series. Oh, I've watched the Squid Game uh, challenge that's been on uh, Netflix. Um, just finished it today um, in terms of. Uh, yeah. All wrapped up and stuff. Like that. And now they've um, put out the casting call for season two. You have to do, I, I I started to fill it out, then you have to do a one minute video. And so I, I was like, okay, I might have a think. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Matt, it's like the fucking real world all over again. It was a you, no, Big Brother. You did, you did a video for Big Brother, didn't you? It was like Big Brother 2. Right. I actually got, um, do you remember a show called, um, oh, was it, oh, what was it called? Castaways. Yeah. That? Yeah. I actually got two auditions for that. Ooh. You could have been yeah. Ben Fogel, Matt. Is that what he was on? Yeah. Was Cast- it Castaways? Is that the one with the Scottish Island or something? I don't know. It was, like the British no, Survivor, basically. It was like that, yeah. But it oh, was Matt. really in the early days. You got so grumpy on that. You'd have been fucking chucking pumpkins around left, right and centre. <laughs> yeah. D32. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, so I watched I really that. I look forward to watching you on Squid Game. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> I've been on MasterChef, so for the last couple of uh, oh, weeks. I thought, you said you, I thought you meant you've been on MasterChef. I was going to say. Yeah, but have <laughs> you seen, seen watching MasterChef The Professionals? Oh, well, the guy that looks like you. I mean, he doesn't just look like me. It's ridiculous. It's your, duffel, <laughs> it's your doppelganger, mate. Went out in the semi-finals, though, didn't I? So that's a shame. Um I did watch uh, one horror. I watched Black Friday, um, which has got Bruce Campbell in, uh, Devin Sawyer. Um, that was pretty fun. It was reminding me of like Night of the Creeps, sort of Sliver. Um, it was out last year. It was um, it was a lot of fun. Um, set in a you know set in a sh- set in a toy shop. So it's um, lots of hijinks. Um, aliens and zombies sort of thing going on invasion of the body snatch snatches vibe but quite enclosed so i imagine they managed to keep the budget quite quite low but yeah very enjoyable i would uh, recommend that one black friday that is now on shudder go and watch that before christmas that'll cheer you right up hmm, sounds good sounds yeah good. what about you jordy paul you've been watching much I watched a couple of things so i continue my hell house extravaganza so i watched the second hell house um 
Uh, I, I was quite enjoying it, to be fair. I was quite, oh, this is a worthy sequel, even if it's basically just the same film for three quarters of it. Um, and then I just thought it lost its way a bit at the end. I just thought it got a bit, a bit, dare I say, wanky. It was just a bit... I think it overreached too too quickly. Um, you know, the, the payoff wasn't great, but there was some again some great jump scares in there, some great camera work in it. Um, so yeah, I will continue watching the others to see where it goes. But yeah, it was it was okay, uh, but not not as good as the first one, obviously. I, just um, want, I want you to get to that bloody fourth one and hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I will. Uh, yeah, next year <laughs> sometime. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched um, Poltergeist. Um, because I haven't seen that for so long, basically. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so I just wanted to watch that before I went into the second one. And then, uh, last but not least... Hang on, you on... can't just brush over that. Yeah. Hang oh, on. But, I mean, you've said everything that needs to be said about it, don't you? I, but I, I don't really want to talk too much about it, because I'm going to talk about sort of totally the second one when we do it, so... Um, okay. I don't know what to say too much, but yeah, it was it, obviously really good seminal horror film, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Uh, and then last but not least, this was I've I've I actually owned this on Blu-ray, but I've only ever seen it once, and um, it was on the one of the horror horror movie great movie channels or whatever. And I watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, I love that movie. And so what good. a great film that is. It's just such a lovely, joyous, stupid, gory, brilliant, unexpected treat. So, yeah, definitely, if no one's seen that before, go watch it, because it's, it's very, very good. They keep um, threatening to make another one, don't they? They keep threatening, and I just don't know why they just don't do it. It'd be awesome. It's so good. It's so good. Um, like you said, it's, it's really funny, but surprisingly very violent at the same time. So, yeah, not very, very good. So, yeah, um, but that was me. Yeah, that was it. Awesome. I didn't. I've not really got round to watching much. I've been quite busy. But, however, I'm going to talk about uh, something else. So, one of our regular listeners uh, that I know very well, called Simon Alway, came in to me uh, at where I work, and we had a little chat. And he recommended um, a podcast, and I was like, "All right, okay. I need. I need something new because it's like." I get I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm like oh yeah 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 that, that's cool that's cool you know but I really wanted something new and a bit different and he recommended um a, a podcast called Uncanny I don't know if you guys have heard of this new so canny eh un, uncanny not not canny canny wit uncanny <laughs> uncanny um and it's uh like hosted by a guy called Danny Robbins and basically what they do what he does is he interviews people about experiences they've had with kind of ghosts or eerie stuff that's happened and it's like a one-on-one interview but then what's really interesting is that he takes like a skeptic and he takes uh, like a ghost expert and they don't really argue they listen to each other's points and they try and explain why what's happened so there's always It'd be like something like there'd be a ghost expert and like a doctor. And then they will talk about what possibly might have bit happened uh, to cause what 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 has happened in this situation. Do you see what I mean? Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? And um, it's really good. And there's, there's actually, um, I haven't watched this yet. There's actually a TV show on iPlayer as well that you can catch apparently. But I haven't, I haven't watched that yet. But 
there are three seasons of the podcast and they're really they're really short they're not very long they're only about half an hour long ish uh but that was brilliant i've i've really enjoyed it listening to it in the car and stuff um great recommend recommendation from simon um fantastic loving it i'm gonna go back and listen to it all i think but you should you guys should definitely um check it out because apparently there's going to be a christmas episode dropping soon so that'd be quite interesting to listen to Mm. awesome nice one anybody got any news so much news can i I, I start (laughs) with one thing okay mr butcher has hit the nail on the head from the last episode there is definitely going to be a Thanksgiving too. I fucking saw that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I listened back to the pod and you were like, obviously going on about, oh, I can't see this ending. It's definitely going to continue. And uh, obviously it was announced by Eli Roth via a video uh, in the week. That's why they did it the way they did it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it a bit better for the second one. <laughs> Well, you know, once you get a second one, you can just go balls deep, right? So let's fucking see a bit more griminess from my only feedback. <laughs> good, movie. Good, good fun movie, and it's 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 been received well, so I'm glad. Um, okay, that's all you can see. I, I, I did anyone else get a sneak peek at uh, see the sneak peek of um the it prequel series? Oh, oh yes, yes, I did. Yeah, it's called Derry something. Uh, Welcome to Derry. I mean, it's like three frames or something like that. But you know, it's not much. <laughs> <laughs> it was enough to me go Ooh. like an arm out of the lake or something like that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But we're starting to see some stuff of that. I have got quite a lot of st- horror movies that are due to come out over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to go for a couple. So I'm going to bore you now. Um, there's one that's coming on Shudder um in the next week which is uh called the sacrifice game um which looks very 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 fun um i i don't know much about it but i just saw the trailer set in a house sort of like home invasion sort of movie by the looks of things we we've got a film called eileen which i think is out of the cinema now in some cinemas it's quite um it's starring that tamanzin oh they say a name right Thompson mckenzie Thank you. And um, Anne Hathaway. And uh, yeah, that's been described as a sort of wild Hitchcocking noir sort of movie. I mean, we saw oh, like crazy like, that. Yeah, it looks pretty, pretty cool. What I am excited about and I haven't seen it released in anywhere near us is Poor Things. The, uh, the film the sort of like Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, uh, Mark Ruffalo sort of like Frankenstein ish sort of movie. That looks quite interesting i would like to go and watch that at a cinema very much please there's a movie that i've seen on traction on twitter um i don't know where to watch it i i would like anyone to be able to tell me otherwise i'm going to go and hunt it down and find and find it it's called um everyone will burn spanish horror movie it it looks dark really 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 dark um um really interested to see this one um the trailer's fucking is nuts i can't really say too much it just i don't really know what to make of it but spanish horror all for that so we'll really want to hunt that one as well bit of fun bit of fun as well one called nightmare on 34th street you know no one's used that that's pretty clever (laughs) can't 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 believe no one's done that yet (laughs) 
And then there's one we talked about, um, which is on Amazon now to buy. Uh, where something, somebody, there's something in the barn, which is like a load of gnomes and stuff like that, which looks wacky and gremlins-esque. Why not, eh? It's that time of year. <laughs> lots of fun and games. All right, sorry. Yeah, there you go. To boy, uh, lots of horror movies coming out. Good, fun. Cool. Well, I'll go into this. I'm surprised you didn't mention this first off, Paul, but you'll be very excited with this one, I think. So it's just been announced that they are going to make a live-action TV series of your favourite toy line, Monster in My Pocket. Fuck off. Where's that? I'm, I mean, that's nuts. I'm, I, no, I, I, I didn't met... cover this because I thought you would have, Butch. Yeah, right. it's, it's been announced that they're going to do a live-action TV series. Um, it's Will's, Will and Jane at Pinkett Smith's production company. They've picked it up, and they're running with it. So, yeah, hopefully next year. Should maybe, that's that. why, maybe that's why the toys have started fucking... That's it now, mate. All those toys show. are going to go up tenfold. And then you'll start getting new lines, and yeah, there you go. So, yeah, it's hopefully it's really good. Yeah. They are really good quality, like... Um, toys i think from the uh from the early 90s i really liked them so i'm glad i got my little tattoo now <laughs> don't tell you that paul uh, you were talking about it i haven't seen it though i have a new tattoo what did it get your ass out <laughs> you, i don't even know if you can see it i'll have to send a picture of it it's just under me walking dead one. Oh yeah no i can see it yeah yeah, yeah. huh to, to keep the receipt <laughs> <laughs> I got, I've already I, got, got this little, I got this little guy, the little werewolf. Wee! <laughs> nice. Matt? <laughs> that the, is that all the newsy, newsy, news news? No, I've got a couple of more bits. Um, okay. it's, I'm going to talk about it because he's horror-related because he's only just been in uh, American Horror Story. But did you see Macaulay Culkin got a star on the Walk of Fame? It did, yeah. Yeah, very cool. You see this cool little Google advert he's got going as well. That's an old one, that Google advert. Is it? Oh, yeah, right. it's just resurfaced. <laughs> but yeah, I can't believe you ain't seen that. That was that's been around for a while, Paul. You're letting you're letting your A game down. I don't know. I'm just not down with the kids anymore, man. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I thought it was cool because um, yeah, he looked really happy, and he, he should have got one years ago, really. Um, that was pretty cool. Um. However, I have got a bit of news. We have been sent a little package. From... It's a ticket. It's not ticket, is it? <laughs> a what? It's not ticket, is it? Oh, ticking. I thought, I thought you said ticket. No ticket. <laughs> no ticket. Ooh, we got a package off whom? So, do you remember a while back I talked about the horror unboxer? Where it was a guy called Danny and his little daughter, Ava... And they yeah. basically unbox loads of different mystery boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. So and, we, and you sent him a little schnifty. From a, us, a little right? care package from us. Yeah, just to say thanks. Um, but then, like, he, he sent us a message and said, um, look out for a package. And I was like, oh, cool, nice one. And then, and then the package came and I thought, oh, I'll open it up and have a little look. And uh, I'm gobsmacked. He's so generous and really, really nice. He's basically... Okay, so he sent us some um, like uh, pin badges and some really cool artwork and stuff like that, which was really, really cool. But then underneath the box, he actually sent us some signed photos, which I was like, 
that's amazing. So he sent uh, these are to be given to, to us free. Um, but he's given us a Jeffrey Coombs signed photo. Yes, is, please. It's all official. <laughs> uh, Jeff Daniels Phillips. You might know him from all the Rob Zombie, Zombie movies, which is awesome. The the guy that played uh, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, wow. Really cool Cujo D. Wallace signed photo. They're all signed photos. Oh. I, I, all I can say is, oh, my God, that's like amazing. That's probably one of the best packages we've ever received. Um, I, I'm guessing you want the Cujo one, yeah, right? yeah Paul? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Thank you, you very you, much, man. That's, that's way too generous. Yeah. Wow. We're overly generous, but like appreciated. Um, but I did send him a message back, obviously, thanking him and everything. But we're definitely in a new year, 100% going to have Danny on without a doubt. Nice. What, yes, a, what a gentleman. He's listened to so much of the pod as well. He's listened to the, literally every single episode. Bless him. The poor man. He's had to listen to us <laughs> drone on. <laughs> Thank but you very it, much. Thank you so much, mate. Really mean Danny. Lot. Danny, yeah. Yeah, cheers, Danny. Lovely. Before we, before we move on, I've just got a couple more bits. Uh, just a couple of trailers that dropped. Did you see the... I, I know it's technically not horror, but I love some horror elements to it. The Furiosa teaser trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I have no idea what to make of this. Yeah, it looks interesting, doesn't it? I think it's it going to be batshit. Yeah, it looks batshit. It'd be wild, isn't it? But it looks the way it's filmed looks really weird. Well, he, it's the same way he's filmed Fury Road, isn't it? Yeah, it's all, it's all the same. Yeah. stuff and put the I'm put right, all the actors yeah. through the rigor and everything. So, and then the other one, guys, which I have played the game and loved it, and I heard Amazon was doing the uh, TV show, and I was a bit like, well, I hope they're doing this justice. Fallout. Have you seen the Fallout trailer? I mean, it's got that, um, what's the name? Ella Pure, something or other. The one from Yellow Yellow Jackets, Matt. And, oh, yeah. Um, and she's done Ar- Arcane as well. She was in that. It looks Ye- pretty good. Ella Pennell. Yeah. I, um, I'm all for this. I don't, I don't know it. I've never played the game, but it's post-apocalyptic, right? So that's right up my wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously Fallout like, deals with loads of like radiation and stuff, so there'll be monsters and mutants and all sorts in it. So, but yeah, I mean, if you don't play the game, the game's amazing. Like, um, but uh, yeah, I remember playing the game and it was so freaking hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of them games where if you get over that like hub, like there's you know, a lot right, of talking. Sort of work like, go and see this man it. in a cabin, then go yeah. and see this woman in the shack, and then go and do this. And I was like. I think I gave up after that. <laughs> <laughs> Might buy it. No, it looked. It but to be fair, someone who's obviously played the game, the the trailer looks really good. So yeah, look out for that. Does, one. It does look cool. Does look cool. Because it's always had that st- that really cool edge to it, isn't it? Like that kind of um, uh, all the merchandise they bring out. It's like um, like nineteen kind of fifties style merch, isn't it? For, yeah. For yeah. These merch and it's it's pretty cool. I like the feel around it. Yeah. Well, they got a good few TV shows. I know there's Jack Reacher season two coming very soon. The other, the other part of um, Invincible uh, season two. We've got Halo next year. House of Dragons season two. You know, next year's shaping up. Quite well, they're releasing everything. All the trailers that they couldn't release when the strike was on. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Loads of cool shit. Oh, all right. Right, so if that's all the news, let's get on to our main film. It's pretty steep. That's all right. I still get a bit nervous every time. Nervous is good. Excitement's a good thing. May? Within 20 minutes, just stay calm. The calmer you are, the less air you use. The calmer you are, the less air you use. Calm. Don't think. I'm almost out of air. Don't think. I'm gonna need more time. Don't think. So this episode's uh, main review is called The Dive, a uh, little, little cheeky synopsis. Um, it's about two sisters who uh, go diving at a beautiful remote location. But one of the sisters is struck by a rock, leaving a trap 28 metres below with dangerously low levels of oxygen, cold temperatures. And it's up to her sister to fight for her life. Bloody hell, I thought it was more than 28 metres. That sounds really shallow. I, I mean, it doesn't really matter how fucking far she was down. No, I suppose. Uh, I mean, 28 oh, metres. No, does. 28 metres isn't that much, really. Well, it's enough to get the bends. Okay. I think the... I hum- the fucking bends watching it. I mean, you think your ears pop, like, in a swimming pool, about, and that's only, like, what, three metres? So, I just think you ain't got no concept of height. It's a long... It's not a long, long way, but it's a way. I, I always kind of think 100 metres running, that's quite far. 28 metres... Mm. Not that far. But anyway, I could go and find some uh, lovely facts about this if you want to uh, look up like pressure and all that sort of stuff There's to find out really quick which... about it. Let's get into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what's director is Maximilian uh, Lemoine. I haven't really done too much under his belt. Um, nothing that we would have really heard about. So I was thinking it was a bit like the fall, but in the water. When we got when I picked it, how wrong was I? But <laughs> uh, Jordy Paul, what did you think about this? Just give us a, your brief, you know. How brief thoughts. do you want me to be? <laughs> um, no, I, look, it's interesting you said the fall actually, Paul, because I think that was going into it. I thought, oh well, that's that's the yardstick I'm going to measure this film by, um, and the brief synopsis I, I can give you before we sort of like go into any of the detail of the film is. It was just a tense. It was it was a tense situation without any real tension in the film. I mm. for something that's so horrifying that happened to somebody, there was no real tension. If that makes, I just was watching it going, 
Jesus, this is just bland. And I, I think that's as, as best I can say. I don't know if the director decided he was making like some sort of art house film halfway through with like flashbacks and stuff, and he thought it was going to be some sort of like analogy on like abuse or sort of withheld emotion. But it just, it just needed to be a film about someone getting trapped underwater, and it just, like I said, just devoid of any tension. <laughs> what? I, I really like this movie. This is my sort of movie. I really, really did. It's like I, I watched this film and I thought, I don't, I think Jordy Paul's going to hate it. And I don't know if Butcher will like it. But I really like it. This is my sort of film. I love these films where it's like people are put in really weird situations, uh, like especially like things like underwater. It's just freak, it's freaky. And it just, and I find it really interesting, although like some of the facts are probably wildly not real and stuff. But I, I really, I really got on board with it. I don't know why. I just really got, pardon the pun, but immersed in it. It's like it was like, I really enjoyed it. And this is the sort of films I like. I like those sort of things, like like Fall and like this and like the one where the guy got his arm trapped and what was that called? Oh, 128 hours. Yeah, 120 like all these sort of things. I know that was true story and stuff, but. Like I, I find them fascinating. Like real people put in situations, and what, what would they do? And and I think of what I do, and and it really gets my mind going, and just it's. I find it really, really interesting. I, I thoroughly, really, really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I really did. I am shocked. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm with I'm with Matt and Paul. I'm sort of in the middle. Oh, uh, there, there, are, there are elements of this that I mean the movie itself cinematically and the way it's shot and I thought the performances of the both of them were fantastic um I was looking for something a little bit more tension bound like for maybe um I think they could have played on the claustrophobia more um I, I just didn't feel I feel like there was there was tension and there was tension building but there was no extra moment of peril you know like i mean i know it's silly because you do this in a lot of chuck a shark in or do something <laughs> but like... i was gonna say it and you saw <laughs> these sharks <laughs> but uh, no but like you know she had a plan she sort of tried to stick to it and every time she tried to um well explain the plot paul go into what what, yeah. it, what it essentially happens so one one of the sisters they both go down for a dive and then there's a random rock fall and one of them gets their their foot stuck, you know, and they've got um, low ox- low oxygen. So one of the assistants, uh, uh, Drew, uh, who's probably not the 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 better out of the two sisters, like that sort of thing, not the more the planner, not the most, I guess. More, the more experienced one gets trapped. Yeah. So she's given a, you know, she's like not chilled. She's like give her a load of instructions, and go and find like a jack or go and find a phone, ring help. And all this sort of stuff. And every time she sort of tries to um, move the move the you know move it onto a place where it's eat, where it's you know she can help her sister, something happens. You know, tanks get a tank gets dropped, and it's not going to work later. You know, there's um, some uh, some good exposition on on that. And there's a boat in the distance that could help them, but it's just not there in time. The car door, the back, the the boot won't open stuff's buried Spoilers, by the way yeah <laughs> um, but it's you know it's just that she, and every time she sort of tries to find to get there it's sort of something just sort of kicks her in the in the cooch and she can't fucking 
um sort of you know help her sister as quickly as she as she'd like so she really has to try at one stage i really thought she was going to cut a goat's head off and use that to jack up the rock i really did feel that that was that would have been that ran through my mind and i thought that would be pretty impressed if they had done that but never mind um, that's the thing that the difference between like these like 127 hours it just managed to rack up the tension i mean obviously like that was a true story so you knew what was going to happen so that that was the build-up but like the fall it, it i don't know it, look a similar a very similar film to this is 47 meters down now i know obviously sharks are involved in that but there was definitely a point where you were like i don't know if they're going to get out of this or not this film at no point did i think they're fucked she's fucked I just always, I just, there was no like, ooh, it just was like, oh, well, she's going to get down there and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. I just, I don't know why, I don't know if it was just where it was made or the script or, or whatever it was. The, I, for me, it was just like, there was loads of like, the underwater shots where they were sort of like scrambling around to put like, to fix things and to like put them things into people's mouths and stuff. For me, all that stuff just took really like a long time. And without any like score behind it, didn't really. I don't know. It was just like someone was under the bath, go, and it lasted for like two minutes. You're thinking, like, well, come on, get on with this one, will you? I don't know. I just, I, I just didn't get on with it, guys. So, Matt, you were right. <laughs> I, I thought you would get more frustrated because the one thing I was thinking is like, if if that was someone that I really loved trapped under there. And I knew that there was a carjack in the boot. That's one thing I was like, she didn't really try hard enough. No, put the screwdriver, really whatever she, what was it, screwdriver she was trying to get him with it. Put it through the window? Yeah. Or put your fist through the window? would have smashed that car up as beyond its ability, which I think they should have maybe played on that a little bit more that it was, I don't know, maybe that she didn't. Maybe she did get in there and it wasn't in there. Do you know what I mean? It's just there like, was no, you know, there was no Jack in the end anyway. There was there. No, no. Was, but that, that's, I, I, I quite like the bit where she kind of said, like, she looks at map and she goes, oh, there's, you know, there's, there is a house or there's some sort of house that's I can run to. I can get there. I can get there. And I love the fact that they made her run there. And then, like, obviously, it's like a little kind of small church. And it was all my, I like the way it's like, nah, even even God can't fucking help you now. Do you know what I mean? I love that little touch. Um, it was even like, God can't help you now. Very yeah. And um, yeah, and just like little things like that. I, I quite got bored of it. I, I felt a bit of tension. I felt like the time was ticking, you know, she needed that air and stuff. And then the Ben's kind of stuff was interesting. Um, but I mean, you know, you've got to leave everything at the door because I, I mean, I don't think this was probably totally accurate. I don't know. I'm not a free diver and I don't know about the bends and stuff um, or whether she would have been able to go back down and stuff. I don't know. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was Yeah, as I'm, as I'm, I thought I was watching it and I was like, as a movie, it's pretty good. But for me to elevate it to something that i was like really excited about as a sort of the fall I, I wanted a what the fuck moment and there was no what the fuck moment it was a great movie it was a good good steady movie um which did have some elements of tension it was just there was no what the fuck moment and you know me i fucking love that i need that that's why i'm talking about when the goat weird it's ugly head, and i was thinking he's got horns there <laughs> lop his lop his head off and he can take the horns down and that can be 
something to jack the rock up button there. I did kind of uh, guess my... what she was going to do. It was pretty, pretty obvious, you know, the how she got her out in the end. I, I was kind of convinced I knew the way she was going to get her out. I, I thought it was going to be like an inflatable something. Like she's going to use something to inflate the rock to move it. But let me ask you a question. If that was you down there, right? And you knew that you were that close to running out of air. Wouldn't you just cut your fucking limb off? Again, that's that. There's that what the fuck moment. Yeah. But they did have a knife, you know, and they did have a knife. It's like, I'm going to touch on this really weird story. Um, what's his name? What's the guy that's um, in jail and he's not actually killed anybody, but he's everybody calls him, says he's a nutter. He's got a little tash. Oh, Bronson. Bronson. Charles Bronson apparently was on the phone to the guy that played him. What was his name? Tom uh, Hardy. Tom Hardy, yeah. He's on the phone to him. And Tom Hardy was telling this tale. And he said, I spoke to Charles Bronson and he was talking about himself and stuff. And he was like, oh, I like, like, basically, do you hear about that story a while back about the, the kiddie that got his uh, leg stuck in a drain? And the, the the water was coming in and it was the tide was coming in, it was getting higher and higher and, and they couldn't couldn't get him out. Um and he was like, the the difference between that situation and me is that they let the kid drown. Now if that was me, I would have said, Cut it off, cut the limb off. <laughs> that's, that's fucking mad. I think well yeah, that's the, if you're gonna survive, you've got to be brutal. You know? Yeah. I'd I'd have lost my foot. Yeah, I well, mean, it was that whole like trying to explain the relationship between the sisters. You know, she had to rely on her when she never relied on her for anything in her life, type of thing. It was just like, ooh. <laughs> really I don't know, it just bored me, guys. It did. It I, really did. I was expecting something a bit more, kind of um, something a bit more uh, um, sinister going on with the flashbacks there's like yeah, you were sh- struggling with mental was, health it was going to be like dad abused them or something or something well, really he did, bad, didn't like. he? He, i mean it oh, touched on that well, it was like her yeah. she was the one he like she was the black sheep she, he was making her do stuff and she, yeah. he was very hard on her but it, it kind of needed that little bit of, of edge something else to make her feel like she did and i could i thought there was going to be some kind of like thing where the what the sister that's trapped maybe killed her father for some uh, but in a freak accident and that's what she was living with that's what i thought was going to happen or come out of it but it didn't really did it yeah so this was the thursday night movie from uh fright fest as well wasn't it yeah yeah it was all right i would have read <laughs> really highly i would have liked this one i like things like this i like just like situations there's one that i think i'll watch as well um, on Shudder is about um, a woman that's stuck in a gas station and the sniper is basically taking out people. It looks really cool. I yeah, think I really like, like it. There's like, one in Night of the Hunter or something. Yeah, and they, and they have to make like MacGyver sort of sort of shit to get out of that situation. I like that sort of shit. And then, <laughs> know, it's and then just, one on the Netflix yeah. at the moment where uh, she's stuck on a a cargo a bit of cargo in the middle of the sea. Oh yeah, yeah. See. See, I thought I thought that about the one about they get t- stuck in quicksand, but that was shit. Um, 
but yeah like things like that i find it hilarious like i, I don't know i just find them quite captivating i was gonna um, i would have got rid more highly if they'd killed the sister of the edward the only thing that i think would have made this film better for me go made it even better, better is right at the end <laughs> go ahead no not okay right at the end the 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 sister should have said okay where's the car yeah. What have you done to my car? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how yeah. the fuck are we getting home? <laughs> like the car's just fucking pushed over the cliff. Or or they get to the surface and the board runs them over. <laughs> yeah. Or they get clear and they find out that the suddenly it's a fucking nuclear disaster's happened or the zombie apocalypse has happened or something like that. Oh cool. yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> they, it pans out. It pans out pans out pans out and then there's fucking like a big horde of zombies or something like that yeah, yeah. everyone just get heads Easy. pulled off and everything there yeah Easy. they weren't yeah, about yeah. the beds <laughs> it was a bit it was a bit weird that the landslide like to for me didn't really get near the sea it was miles out and mm. but yeah they're, they're, all their stuff got covered up. now you're making me hate it now stop it <laughs> oh. no, i liked it questionable questionable right so matt what are you rating this then I I really enjoyed it, man. I I this is like up there for me. I know it's crazy, but I'd say I'd give it like a an eight out of ten. I fucking loved it. I really really enjoyed it. Okay, and on the opposite side of the thing, <laughs> I'm giving it. A, I'm giving it a four. And I, to be honest, I I I I, I was going to give it a three, but I'm going to give it I a think four. You need to rewatch it. <laughs> Honestly, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. So, uh, yeah, no, I thought wow. I didn't get on board with that at all. Sorry. Oh. Oh, it's, a, it's a six. It's a six for me. I, I tell you what, Matt. Have you seen The Deepest Breath? Oh, yes. That's very good. Great documentary. I don't know. I don't know if I it's a documentary, mate. And I'm telling you, it's about 30 pounds oh, no, more no, terrifying. I know, I know the spoilers, though. I know what happens. So. I just that, watch it anyway, mate. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Trust us, just watch it anyway. It's terrifying. I don't know. I always yeah. think they're idiots, like free divers. <laughs> yeah, but it's not. The devil, mate. There's just there's a real there's a film there to be made because there's a real real story of like hero. Yeah, no, um, spoil it for me. Yeah, hero, heroism. Anyway, so yeah, six, four, and eight. That's a that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> just round it off to seven. <laughs> more like a six, six? Anyway, <laughs> um right so moving on to the christmas episode where we'll be unleashing our you know are we sending some lovely prezzies we're gonna call um, it jingle balls jingle balls and we will be watching on shudder it's a wonderful knife with uh justin long so yeah quite looking forward to that right without further ado let's move on to our movie from the vault
Okay, so this episode's movie from the vault, which I picked, is Poltergeist 2, The Other Side. The Freeling family move in with Diane's mother in an effort to escape the trauma and aftermath of Carol Ann's abduction by the beast. But the beast is not to be put off so easily and appears in a ghostly apparition at the Reverend Kane. As the Reverend Kane, even. Yeah. Second Poltergeist movie. Um third one's probably if I if I was to rate I'm not talking about the third one, mate. We're talking about the second one, yeah. Rate, you know, go, go one, three, and two. Um I don't this this was better than I remembered. Um one what, three and two, did you say? I'd go one three two in my seen three recently. I watched it straight away after. <laughs> I still stand by that. One three two. Disappointed. But there's some elements of it. Um, as a whole, it's not it's not bad. There's still it's like once you've got like a, a fucking I don't know the, like Polkas is so perfect. It's such a perfect movie. Um, this dines out completely on it. Did very well at the box office. Really low budget. Brings all the cast back. Great. Didn't lose anyone. I just thought wow, this falls a little bit short. Um. Obviously, it does than the first one, but there's some great moments in it, um, and you know we get the we get this synonymous character that we're never gonna fucking forget from this one. I do enjoy this, but there's moments at the end that I just want to pull my eyes out through the back of my head. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you guys are well upbeat this week. Come on, Jordy Paul, <laughs> smash it out. Take your mic off. You mute, you dick. You mute, you dick. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Apologies. Um, so, Paul Guys too, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I've uh, never actually seen this before, guys. Ooh, so this, is, this was the first time I watched. I've seen three, which I thought was two, but I've seen three. Three's in the apartment block, isn't it? Like a high rise. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. There's a lot of Caroline. Caroline is the the third one. Yeah. Will you stop talking about the fucking third one? We're talking Sorry. about the second Sorry. one. Sorry. I'm, I'm just I'm saying that. The scene. I, so I, I, I was sat, we might know, talk about the third one in a later podcast. So All right. Okay. okay. Shut up. Can we not just stop at the second one? <laughs> no. So obviously the first one I watched. I know it's, we'll talk about the second one. Um. I agree with Butch. In there is a re, which is crazy, I know, but it, in there is a really like there are moments in this film which are absolutely stand out, which I'm sure we'll go into, which are really creepy and really, 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 really good, with some really cool effects on it. But then the the rest of the film, without their moments, is a load of tosh. <laughs> a tosh shite. 
<laughs> it was a weird juxtaposition of a film where you were like, some bits were like, oh my god, this is amazing. Mixed with, what am I fucking watching? And you can tell the expertise that did the first one didn't do the second one. You can tell. So, yeah, Matt? See, um, this, this is a bit of a different one for me because I watched this when I was a lot, lot, lot younger. And I remember it being a lot, lot, lot better and a lot more scarier. Um, watching it when I'm older, definitely not the same as I remember it when I was younger. Like there's things that stuck out in this movie in my brain that have stuck in my brain forever, which we'll go on to later. Um, and yeah, there are some really fucking creepy things in this movie. But yeah, as watching it now, I completely agree. It's like it could have been an amazing film, but it falls in very many places. Still, there's some brilliant effects and the acting's awesome. And it's still got that little bit of like endearment to it. Do you know what I mean? It's very endearing and stuff like that. Because no, Heather, Heather O'Rourke is, is just the, one of the best child actresses ever for the shortness that we got her. But um, I don't know. Uh, it's funny as well. I was not allowed to talk about Pot Pot Guys Three, but I only own Pot Guys One and Pot Guys Three. I don't own Two. So when I went to watch it earlier, I put in Three, thinking it was Two, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, what the fuck is this? this? Is the apartment block one?" I was like, "Shit, I don't have it." So I did, like, luckily it's obviously on Amazon Prime, so it's fine. <laughs> but I almost was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" <laughs> I'll just watch the third one and blag it. <laughs> Ever professional. Like it's weird. It's got like a weird tone to the film. Like, and I know sort of, I know that Poltergeist isn't aimed at like, or wasn't aimed at like hardcore horror. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was meant to be like a bit of gateway and a bit of sort of scariness that maybe young teens could watch as well. But this one, like Craig T. Nelson, is it Craig T. Nelson? Is the, yeah. the dad? Yeah. Like, his, what boy is it, fucking amazing in this? Yeah, but at the start, he's almost like a clown. Like, even as his, like, family's getting, like, thrown across the house by these, like, fucking ghosts and demons, he's like, da, 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 da. he's like, let's go, family. And it's just like, what the hell are you on? Would you not be worried sick? But it, so I was I was struggling a bit with the tone of that. Hmm. So basically, here we meet the family. They've This is roughly a year after the whole debacle what happened in their old house. Uh, which they still haven't got their insurance claim for. <laughs> which <laughs> that was funny. It's funny. Uh, the house just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, which they're stressing about. Um, and they're, they're, they're really distraught over it because like, they've got, literally, they're broke. Um, they've got nowhere to live. They're living with uh, his wife's mum. And conveniently, conveniently, they live in this massive fuck-off house and the, the grandma dies. <laughs> Which is almost identical as their house. <laughs> it is pretty much. I mean, even the, the chairs. I was thinking, that's the fucking same kitchen in it from the last house. But I don't think it's definitely not. I always but, found that quite cute when she, like, you know, rings Heather. You know, in this one, we yeah. sort of... In this one, we kind of start to learn more about um, Carol Ann's, um, you know, ability. Which is kind of almost the reason why she's almost targeted. Um, this one sort of focuses a little bit more on that, a little bit more of the mystical. Um, and we do get like a, a journey where the he- Harry Kane, 
<laughs> Henry Kane. Kane. <laughs> I think it's Henry Kane. Mr. Uh, Kane. <laughs> Mr. Kane. Um, the uh, the preacher is sort of definitely, definitely after her, stalking her. And she's sort of like, um, you know, if they were going on to do like a completely franchise, this, she would be stalked by him for the for the next 10 movies and stuff like that. 100%, Paul. Best bit about the film. Hands down. Best bit about the film. That man. Like, creepy What's as fuck. Julian Beck, his name is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh just such a great part. Not yeah. enough, not enough of him because he's like the main antagonist. Not enough of the actor in the film. Don't you me. think, like, if you've watched Family Guy, that they sort of like modelled the old grandpa? <laughs> ah, where are you doing, Karen? <laughs> but I remember, I remember when I watched it younger. I swear to God that he was way more like that. But he's like he's an not. old, he's like an old southern fucking creepy fucking pasta guy. I was disappointed that he didn't speak like that. <laughs> yeah. be interesting. You know the film we watched last year, Boards and All, uh, Mark Rylance's performance? That's exactly what I was just about to say about Yeah, it. I'd it be interested to see that. if he took, took a cue from that because it's just the same type of just like silent presence, essentially. And then obviously he goes a bit batshit at the door. You're all going to die. But yeah, it's like, yeah, he was definitely the creepiest thing in the film. And to be fair, Matt, this you you are right if we'd have watched it if i'd have seen this as a kid that would have scared the shit that, out of us and that is one of the main reasons that fucking scared the shit out of me was him i mean i'm gonna spoil a bit of matt's facts here but the actual actor was basically going through stomach cancer and that's why he looked so ill because he was dying of fucking cancer basically which is pretty fucking dark. <laughs> yeah um which is crazy um but it's, it's it's like what you know jumping on a little bit what i really really did appreciate in this film is when um what's his name paul russell t what's his name t crazy nelson yeah when when he gets taken over by essentially the the cane character through the, the tequila worm is how he made himself look um and sound kind of ish like Kane. It was just free. I thought that was masterclass and acting there because they made his hair go a little bit over to one side. His teeth looked bigger. He, he looked slightly like Gaunt, like well, they must have done makeup on him and made him look a bit pale and, and sweaty. And he's even had a little bit of a southern twang in his voice. I thought that's so clever. And it was like that yeah. whole scene is just fucking crazy. It's creepy because it's, it's essentially he's trying to get. A bit of nookie off the wife, I think. Rape. He's tr- he's going for a rape, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's been dead a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that scene. That that whole fucking scene was it's fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the standout moments with that tequila worm. I always remember that, that tequila right. worm. I think it's great. Um, good bit of special effects there. I mean, we we scaved over the other part, which was very very Superman free. Um, in its approach with the braces. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God, 100%. Two, two, of, two of the things that scared me as a child are the two things you just mentioned. Like the brace thing was just absolutely terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Can you imagine how many kids that had braces in the 80s saw that and were like, fuck me! Yeah. But his... But the kid, the boy's reaction, um, was his name Billy Joe? Uh, Billy Joe? They call him Billy Rob. Oh, I can't remember his bloody Rob. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Robbie. 
his reaction is fantastic. He's exactly he's, he's sitting there with a fucking helmet on, and he just I love I just love the subtleness of him just walking around to the sofa and just picking up the baseball bat and just sitting around just like you know he's just in there shitting himself after that fucking experience. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, Remember he talks about Taylor, who the the sort of um Indian the North Indian Northern Indian guy who's sort of like um into the mystical. He's he's, he's working with Tangina. Uh, uh, she scares the shit out of me as well. To be fair, fucking yes. But he's like there to protect Caroline because he knows that the rapey preacher is um is is after her. Um. So when all that fucking braces stuff going, he knows that it's a distraction. So he's He's got, is he the? He's not the guy from fucking uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He's, yes, he is. Is he the yeah. same? Same yeah. act. Fuck. Okay. He's fucking foreboding, you know. But they don't use him enough. And I, but there's some real uh, levels of comic relief in this between him and the dad, which I think is great. Like the bit when they're fucking half naked in the the smokehouse. I think it's just it's just great. And in constantly going on about his car. <laughs> he just wants to steal his car, basically. Like, how frustrated is he though, as well? At the same time as that, he just rocks up on their porch, tells them that he's there to like help them, but doesn't tell them any other time. So basically, I'm here. You just got to find everything out by yourselves. But, <laughs> then, 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 right, then, but, but then, on the flip side, they don't ask him no fucking questions. They're just like, oh no, we're out of here. Fucking see you later. It's like when try I'm, I'm here to help. It's not, you know, yeah. you don't have to but pay. He doesn't help. They're like, what are you not helping for? <laughs> Yeah, but that's where it's tonally, way, that, that's where tonally it's a bit wanky for me. I didn't really the whole yeah, sort borders of, on slapstick. Mm. And where he sits down, he like has the, the dad has the paddy and he sits down in the chair, and the fucking bottle guys flings him across the room. <laughs> it's a bit like, am I watching Naked Gun now or no? Um, I did. That was freaky, freaky though, wasn't it? Because they obviously put like some kind of um the springboard balloon and he's just like ah oh, for fuck's sake boom boom fuck shit yeah it, does, it was just like a clown shoes i know and then he gets up and it's creepy um but yeah there is um there are like there is moments in it and but it just they're all sort of there and the special effects with after the tequila worm the big tentacle weirdy weird thing um and then getting thrown around the house a little bit that was it kind of it i do not like the ending i find the ending nauseating so I could do without them fucking them going into the the other side and having a fucking fight and a sp- fuck off. that really got a bit. I think they just lost their way a bit because it's like it kind of had had all this really cool Indian kind of like magic stuff, and then it's like they said no, no, we have to. It has to be them. It's all about the family power, and that that's where the the ending just is just like a little bit lost as well it's like it almost is a bit comical where they all join hands and there's a massive like ray of light because their family and their love is the only thing that that literally it's all a bit kumbaya for me yeah so which which brings me on to the funniest thing is family is everything you need to all be together not once did they talk about the older daughter well there's probably a conscious effort to sort of not bring up the elephant in the kind of room is it well one He's... sentence one sentence could be, could have been oh yeah. yeah she's at university yeah that's it just to completely and utterly leave her out because obviously she's dead 
she yeah. got murdered by a boyfriend in real life. But it's just like it's just so weird. It's just like oh, we won't talk about. It. But we'll have the dog in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I have to say, there's a couple other elements of it. There was a good nod to the first one with um, the mum and skeletons in the closet. I thought that was cool. Oh, that yeah, they sort of yeah. like throw that at her again, and the dog being a hero. You know, literally to say making allowing them to get in the car. I love that that. whole. I remember loving that when I was a kid. Yeah, the car. Oh, don't the kill the dog. Don't kill the dog. But that bit was quite intense. The bit that was probably the most intense part of the movies when they're in the car. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's no really big set piece like there was in the original with the rotating room and stuff like that. That's that's just a fucking what? That was like insane. That's that's what I think it suffers from. It it's too much kind of special effectsy kind of weirdy flying around shitty kind of stuff. And the ending was just lackluster kind of like they've run out of steam i think which is a shame because i would have just liked him in the form he was in doing shit getting in the house and wreaking havoc that would have been more cape fear style to me you know like more yeah. real rather than it got, a, bit, it got a bigger budget um and they didn't do more with it they did more with less in the first one so. I bet you it all went on special effects, guarantee. guarantee. That, that end scene. Waste of fucking money. <laughs> yeah, it all just got a bit like Highway to Heaven at the end, did this? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And, and lo and behold, it, it's just like, so Taylor's helping them all the way through it. All the way through it's helping them. Like, just, you need to do this, you need to do this. And then along comes fucking white grandma from heaven above <laughs> she said don't want you feck off <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like oh god <laughs> i did, I did get terrified too vibes as well when he chucked the massive weapon in like, ah, take this through the fire ah! <laughs> it was just a bit too magical at the end wasn't it yeah yeah boo hiss right matt's facts there's okay. got to be lo- i know there's got to be loads because this has got you know well, mm. uh, we touched on that earlier. Um, the only family member absent from the film is Dana, who, according to the script, is off at university. But a scene explaining her away uh, on her absence was never filmed. Dominic Dunn was murdered by a boyfriend, John Thomas Sweeney, who later changed his name to John Moura and disappeared shortly after Poltergeist 1982 premiered. Ultimately, no mention is made of Dan, Dana in the film, or her being at college, it was decided by the filmmakers to retire the character and not recast her out of respect for the deceased actress and her family. Um, at around one hour and ten minutes, the partially grown vomit creature was pro- performed by stuntman Noble Craig, a triple amputee who lost both his legs and arm and an eye while serving in the Vietnam War. That little creature is fucking crazy. When he just waddles up, he's like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's clever. Um, Heather O'Rourke was so afraid of Julian Beck, Reverend Kane. The first time she saw him, she burst into tears. (laughs) 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 So the film had an original runtime of 131 minutes before being edited down to 91 minutes. Some have summarised that MGM rushed the production and ordered the cuts, e.g. the final battle with Kane, lasts all of two minutes 
Um, Zelda Rubinstein, that's Caroline, uh, in particular, was furious about this as she felt her best scenes were removed from the final cut. She obviously had a bit more involvement there. Uh, around 34 minutes, Steve, Craig Nelson, comments on Taylor, Will Sim- uh, Sampson, and he says, perhaps being an escapee from an asylum, obviously in one, one over the flu, flu, over the cuckoo's nest, he's played an asylum inmate. Who Great escaped? nod. Great nod. <laughs> um, the exorcism, <laughs> this is funny, uh, the exorcism was performed by Will Sampson, who was a real-life shaman for several different groups. Before his death in 1987, Studio security was instructed to leave the set unlocked and unguarded so Samson could return in the middle of the night to perform the exorcism. This is crazy. H.R. Geiger provided the special effects designs. Geiger created several designs, but only two made it into the film. Um, uh, Some books on his art report that Geiger was very unhappy with how his designs were translated in the film. But there's a surprise. Um... (laughs) Um, and there was several scenes cut from the film that would explain and clarified things that are left vague in the series. It was elaborated that Taylor is the reincarnation of Ben Lagoo, a Native American who was a member of Kane's cult, but broke off upon realising how evil Kane had become, thus explaining why Taylor is out to defeat Kane and why they seem to know one another. It also is revealed that the ghosts in the first film, the ones in the cemetery, were trapped and unable to go into the light due to Kane's powers and were forced under his control. The film originally ended with the family freeing all of the spirits Kane had uh, in, in, incarcerated, including his cult. Uh, the spirit of Kane's followers and the cemetery ghosts go to the light while Kane was un- to, to be sucked down into a tunnel of hell. I, explained I, swear, I, I swear I've seen that cut. And obviously, Julian Beck's gaunt appearance is a result of the stomach cancer that would claim his life, unfortunately. And um, there are no kills in this movie. It's and sad. And it's like this movie, the this franchise, you, you lose the daughter, you lose Julian Beck after this movie, don't you? And then obviously with the third one, which we're not allowed to talk about, apparently, you lose um, um, obviously Heather O'Rourke afterwards. Um, they do there is re- a, a talk of the curse, but not yeah. much else has happened. We've got to get the um, the the guy um, that plays the boy. Um, is it Tim Robbins? Oliver Robbins? Oliver Robbins. Um, he does a lot of podcasts. We should get him on. Definitely, let's have a chat. Let's talk about it's that baseball bat. <laughs> cool. Do it. Should we write it? Whoa. I think, it's, I think it's about it's a six for me it's just it doesn't hit the fucking right notes yeah it's a seven for me because a lot of, of the memories of what i had when i was a kid and i used to like be very very scared and it definitely left a, a, a kind of image in my brain and it's cool revisit it but seven for me because it's just like still has a little bit of endearment about it and and the way it doesn't have to have everybody dying and everything like that, I just I think it's it's a bit refreshing. And, but yeah, the the ending lets it down. But yeah, seven for me. 
Yeah, a six for me as well, but I think, uh, yeah, I think you've got the extra point for nostalgia. And, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I didn't, uh, this is the first time I've seen it, but yeah, like I said, there was some really good stuff in it, but there was just a lot of, a lot of drivel, I thought, <laughs> to be honest. But there was some outstanding set pieces. But yeah, six six out of ten. All right, cool. Um, draw one last breath, six out of ten. Um, so moving on to our Christmas episode, where we expect a Christmas horror movie, don't we? We're on a Christmas double bill. So it's down to Geordie Paul to pick okay. our people the vault. Okay. So this could be brilliant or a copy. <laughs> now, this was on uh, the last installment of In Search of Darkness. Okay. So uh, it looks a bit crazy. It looks a bit weird. Um, and it's on Shudder. And it's from 1980. And it's called Christmas Evil. The lads are looking at me very puzzled. Is so about British, obsessed. Is this the British one? Christmas Evil. I don't know. There was one. Oh, it is, yeah, it's the British one. A man obsessed one... with Santa Claus snaps and goes on a Yuletide killing spree in this utterly deranged Christmas horror fable that John Waters called the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Oh, it looks a bit <laughs> rapey. I remember it looks. It looks grotty. Yeah, it did look grotty. <laughs> Have a well, very fucking Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Lovely. That's a grotto, grotty, good. Synergy. Have you like that? <laughs> Lovely job. Okay. Christmas Christmas Evil. Not an evil Christmas. Nope. Christmas, Christmas Evil. Christmas Evil. That is pretty random. All right, cool. That's another episode. That's what's out today. Episode 144. We've just done. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be back just before Christmas with a lovely little uh, present opening. Um, two lovely movies. It's a Wonderful Knife. Great punnage. Love that. And Christmas Evil, which Geordie Paul just pulled out from the uh, vault. Never seen it. Um, there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>